Okay, so hello. Welcome back to the Basically Baseball podcast. I know it's been a little bit, but I'm really excited to be talking to Avery and Maddie again about what's been going on in the baseball world. So first, I am also Maddie. You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Hendricks, the L's and I. That's just how it is. And so now I'm going to pass it over to Avery. Okay, my name's Avery. You can find me on Twitter at Ave Colham. It's A-V-C-O-L-E-H-A-M. And I also write for a couple of other baseball sites. So you can find my other work on my Twitter account as well as a link to my personal blog. And then I'll just give it to other Maddie to finish it off. Hi, I'm also named Maddie. And you can follow me on Twitter at MYYMaddie. And I think that's all. You guys want to get into baseball stuff? Yeah, get into it. Okay, so so first thing we want to talk about, again, there's some more COVID updates going on in the league. Um, First thing I wanted to mention was that the Cardinals finally played today after, you know, about two weeks. (laughs) What seems like an eternity. Um, They swept the White Sox in their doubleheaders today. Yeah, I'm but, glad they finally got back on the field, and they looked pretty sharp, too. I was impressed yeah. watching that game against Giolito. They jumped on him pretty quick, so. Yes, kind of irritating because they gained a one-and-a-half game lead in the Central, but what can you do? What can you, <laughs> what can you do? Um, and even though the Cardinals are back, it seems that now the Reds are having an issue. The Reds had to cancel their series this weekend with the Pirates because they had a player test positive. Yeah. So, I with wonder the what the whole deal is there. So far. What was that? Isn't it only one player so far that's tested positive that we know of? Yes, I think that's what Rosenthal said earlier. That's what I read. Yeah. So, at least just... they limited it to one, but I know that they still want to just be precautious. Yeah. I think the Reds cautious. Try and not try let it limit get it. So, like the Cardinals and the Marlins, like what happened over there. Right. Yeah, I think that's what it's about because I think they had all the other tests come back negative today, but it's just like trying to avoid, again, what happened with the Cardinals and the Marlins, which I think is good, and it's good to see the league doing this and not just letting things Mm. get crazy again. Right, Mm -hmm. and honestly, you know, good on the Reds and the league for – deciding to go ahead and put their foot down before it spreads throughout the rest of the team. It spreads to, you know, the other team that they're playing. It could have spread to the Pirates this weekend. But like I said last time, we're really lucky to have baseball anyway. So. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. next topic kind of related to that, you've got a few other players who have recently opted out of the season because of COVID concerns. So you guys want to talk about that? Oh, yes. So, a big thing was Cespedes opting out. Mm-hmm. The problem with that was that I don't know what the deal was on the Mets side, yeah. but it was reported that day that like the news broke. First, it was reported that the Mets couldn't find him. Like they lost a whole man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was an odd situation. I'm yeah, glad and, that it turned yeah. out he just opted out and something... Like, bad didn't happen to him, but right. it was just... When I wrote the whole way through. Uh-huh. I was like, this isn't good. 
Yeah, no, I know just, because just, like left his hotel room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times if you can't get in contact with a player, no matter what, that's alarming. You know. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what could have happened to him or what. So I'm glad he's at least okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think don't, it, I, like I said, like I said, I'm not sure what happened been. with the Mets. Yeah. On that end, that was just weird. Yeah. It's not. (laughs) And then another opting out related to that would be Strowman. I think Mm -hmm. for that one, it's half injury related, 25% COVID related, and probably a bit related to the fact that he will now earn his full prorated salary Mm -hmm. since he waited this long to opt out, which I don't like. I'm not going to dock him for that because in the end this is a business and it's his Mm -hmm. job so like right he needs to do what he needs to do and I'm sure it wasn't solely because of that because he does have that injury going on and obviously (laughs) COVID and when he opted out the league wasn't as securely handling it I think as they are now so Uh but I mean like get that like always, it sucks to see like some players have to feel like they have to opt out, but you know they're yeah. concerned. They're concerned for themselves and their own safety, and then the people around them. And at the end of the day, we really can't criticize them for that. You know, like I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter today regarding um, Tuka Rask for opting out. And I mean, yeah, he has two kids. He has a wife. He doesn't want them to get sick. And it's just, it's a lot. I don't think we should really talk bad about players that decide to opt out. I mean, I know that they're making millions of dollars. Yeah. Just by playing a game, like a literal game, but I know, like the health concerns. It makes me like frustrated when people are like, oh, they should just play. Like you wouldn't want to risk getting your family sick and possibly someone dying even because of this. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean something's sorry, Avery. With it being the playoffs and stuff with Tuca, like I talked about this to you guys earlier today, but, like, right now, his family is ten times more important than hockey, and that's, like, coming from me as a Bruins fan. Like, I am glad that he's taking this. I don't know if it, what it says about the bubble, like, maybe it's not as secure as we thought, but, I mean, he has a four-month-old baby, so health is, like, an important thing, definitely now Mm -hmm. so i really don't dock any players who opt out during this time because it's just all so crazy like and going out to risk your health and your family's health just to like play a game is i don't know um yeah you know like these like these athletes no matter what they can always win so many like super bowls or world series or stanley cups but at the end of the day for a lot of people in general like the greatest accomplishment they'll ever have is getting to be a parent and, you know, during a pandemic, they just don't want to risk anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then something else, not so much related to opting out, but some other player news. We have a couple Yankees who've gone on the IL in yeah. the past week. Judge today and Stanton earlier in the week and possibly mm-hmm. uh, DJ LeMay, who, who left the game tonight. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Maddie. That's that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> that's rough. 
It's so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even a Yankees fan, but it's frustrating to see such good players consistently have to deal with injury issues and then be, like, have their reputations damaged because of that. Like, people don't think Judge is a top-five player because he's he has injury issues which is fair but he's still an extremely talented player and so is state exactly when they're healthy they're some of the best players in baseball and that's why it's frustrating because they just can't stay healthy yeah yeah obviously before both of them got injured they were being very productive and they were a huge part of the yankees lineup so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it just it sucks dj now who i think they said he could have sprained his thumb. And yeah. that's even more frustrating. He's one of the most constantly productive players on our team. Mm-hmm. And obviously, mm-hmm. it's just the injuries and nothing you can do about them. So, Yeah. It sucks in general to see players that are pretty consistent anyway, like, just getting injured to mm-hmm. the point where mm-hmm. it, like, actually messes with their abilities. Because, I mean, we all know... When Judge is good, he's good. And when Stanton's good, he's really good. But, I mean, whenever you're injured and still trying to come back from an injury, sometimes it it really just starts to hold you back. Yeah. Yeah, and, it- and you can kind of see that stuff also with Sale. I mean, a lot of Red Sox fans, they weren't complaining when he was traded there, but, like, he always has some injury at the end of the season and, like, can't complete the season. Like, 2017 he wasn't super healthy going into the playoffs 2018 was like honestly one of the first times that he was healthy throughout the season and was able to like contribute in the playoffs right Mm -hmm. like chris dale is like possibly a top five pitcher in baseball when he's healthy like he's really good so it's definitely frustrating to see these players who are really really good just get constantly get injured obviously people without them because of that yeah. Gosh. Since we mentioned Chris Sale, that reminds me. One of the best days to ever be on Twitter was the day he decided to cut up those jerseys when he was. With <laughs> I the wish Sox. I was there for that. that. Was, I wish <laughs> that was just such a honestly that was such a good day. Baseball Twitter in 2016. It was just fun. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's besides the point. I just wanted to mention that because I that thought lives rent free in my brain. I just love it so much. <laughs> All right, so yeah. do you guys want to move on and we can talk about our players for the past week? Okay. Yeah, sure. So Mike Trout came off paternity leave, and he's just so good, you guys. <laughs> Mike Trout, like, there's no other way to put it. He's just good. Dad Trout? Yeah, Dad yeah. Trout is even better than pre-dad Mike Trout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, Mookie Betts had a good night the other night, so... I'm going to throw him into the mix. He was showing off that contract. So good for him. Good for him. Yeah. What do you guys think? Um, I'll go next. I went with Tatis first for the NL because obviously I'm playing pretty well. I've been, I watched the Dodgers and Padres series and he was playing well then. And then um, Dylan Bundy for the AL because he's been pitching really great lately. So Okay. Yeah, Bundy has been awesome, and it's crazy, like, I can't imagine what he'd be doing now if he had, like, 
a better fastball than he has because his fastball yeah. is like relatively low mm-hmm. velocity wise. Mm-hmm. But his off speed pitches are just keeping him alive right now, and he's been performing really well because of it. It's been impressive to see him become basically like the Angels' ace right now. Yeah. Avery, okay. who are your picks? So I was kind of looking before we recorded, and I'm thinking for the NL, I'm going to have to go with Sonny Gray. He's been really performing well this week. That's, a good, had, that's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had over one war just in the past week. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty imp- impressive in like 30 innings pitch. So he's been performing well for the Reds, and the Reds have been doing relatively well. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if I saw them as major contenders this year but I like what they're building and they've surprised me pretty much this year yeah I think one thing that holds the Reds back is their bullpen yeah Yeah, for sure but I think if they can really like solidify it then they're definitely a team to be scared of yeah and I feel like there are bullpen issues like around the majority of the MLB like you see the Phillies Mm -hmm. the Astros the angels too basically like uh-huh. in some major contenders there are bullpen issues so i think right. some mm-hmm. teams like the red Sox are gonna be selling at the trade deadline and they're gonna get some good bullpen pieces out of that like brandon workman possibly matt barnes i don't expect them to be in boston after the next two weeks yeah anyways after that my AL pick is going to be <laughs> Rendon because I like how he's finally been fitting in with this Angels roster this week. He had, mm-hmm. I think, three or four home runs, which has been impressive and nice to see because he had been struggling a little bit with his move to Anaheim. So I'm glad he could get more comfortable in there and it should be a good fit for the Angels. Yeah, for sure. I know sometimes um players will kind of take a little bit to warm up whenever they end up in a new playing environment especially after they spend like so much time with their previous team yeah and in a new league especially like i know that al Mm -hmm. adjustment must be difficult Mm -hmm. yeah okay and then i think do you guys want to move on to some of the q a's we have for this week oh yes so how we're going to do this i'm going to read off our list and then we're going to go in a circle and answer all these fun little questions. Okay, and thank you in advance to everybody who did send in questions for this week. It, I love that we got to make this episode a little bit more interactive to hopefully build up some new listeners. Oh, yeah, for sure. And some of them were kind of goofy. Yeah. So That's know that okay. We all, yeah, so we like goofy. <laughs> yeah, know that we got a good laugh. Um, we couldn't involve all the goofy ones. Yeah. So I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you really want to know, I guess you can ask us on your own time and then I'll answer. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, so our first question is from Justice Seal Zero, and he wants to know how do we rank the top four third basemen in baseball? That's a fun number. Four is really specific. Like it's not top five, it's not top three. So I don't know. But anyway, I think Avery. actually the number is kind of important for this question. Just personally because you have Rendon, Bregman, Chapman, and 
Arenado, who I would say are basically a consensus top four, but I think the way people rank them is definitely gives you a look inside how they perceive statistics. So I'll go first. I'm going to say my top four would be Chapman, then Arenado, Rendon, and Bregman. That's Um, my two. Oh, yay! (laughs) I'm going Chapman first just because I like where he's going, and Mm -hmm. his defense and his offense has really improved in the past couple years, and I think his offense is finally to a sustainably good point. And (laughs) Nolan is just always good, but I see Chapman probably surpassing him statistically, like, in the future. So that's why my rankings are the way that they are. Okay, those are those are fair points. And then whenever you said the thing about like the top four, like the number four, it makes sense to me. It's just usually when people rank things, they do either like three or five. So it just threw me in a little bit. But anyway, yeah. we essentially had the same ranking, but I put Arnado first and then Chapman and then our bottom two were the same. I said Rendon and then Bregman. I had the same ranking as Avery down, so. See, this is why we all work so well. We are all on the <laughs> same wavelength. Yeah, I feel like that is probably a consensus top four for most baseball fans. And mm-hmm. I think it's pretty interesting how you rank them. Because you can yeah. argue yeah. Arnado over Chapman. Some or vice ta- versa. You know? Yeah, some ways you can argue Brigman over Rendon. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting, I think, to see how people rank that. Yeah. And as much as I would like to put Chris Bryan up here... <laughs> I, d- I don't think I can do it in good faith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so next question. Um, do you guys think um, MLB 60 game season will run its course or do you think it will get shut down eventually? This was asked by Lauren Eileen 34. That's a good question, Lauren. Thank you. Um, I sure hope so. Um, since the Reds series was canceled, it shows that they're getting a better hold on the COVID situation. I, at least I think like we mentioned earlier. So hopefully we end up getting the 60 game season. If not, shoot, I don't know. Yeah. Well, if not, Cubs are first in the central. (laughs) So yeah, I'll go next. I think probably we'll see a 60 game season and hopefully the playoffs will be all right. If they can somehow figure out that bubble situation they've been throwing around the past couple yeah. weeks, I mm-hmm. think that would be a good plan to yeah almost ensure the playoffs rather than have something like mm-hmm. this go down in the playoffs and then there's like a whole series canceled yeah. and then you have teams like not playing for a whole week because they need to finish a different series. Like that would just be a mess. But yeah. hopefully it works. I think the way they've handled the red situation shows improvement like Maddie said because it's better to cancel these first two games of the series because just one player tests positive then you have a positive test and keep going and then there are 12 players that test positive and you have to cancel like a week or two of the schedule like that just makes things way worse than just having to cancel one or two games and containing that positive case. Like, yeah, um, definitely what both of you guys said. I think that now I'm starting to have a little more faith. You would have asked me maybe like a week ago with the whole Marlins and Cardinals things. I would have said like, I don't think so. But like both of you guys said, with the red situation, it seems like they're definitely cracking down on everything, shutting everything down for one positive case. 
I think is what they need to keep doing in order for them to be able to play the full 60 games. Right. Yeah, I agree. All right, so next question is from um, at Dansby Hive. And the question is, will Dansby Swanson be good this year? What do you guys think? Um, I love Dansby. <laughs> but it seems like he got off to a really good start. Now right. he's just striking out a lot. So I don't... Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes, I... sometimes it's hard to predict. Sometimes yeah. players will really go off and you don't expect it. And sometimes players that... Mm-hmm are usually really good and consistent have down years so yeah i don't know i i'm not sure i mean he had a really hot start i don't think that's sustainable because of his high strikeout rate like maddie said i think he could i i mean i think he can be good the question wasn't is he gonna be fantastic this year i think he can be like a good possibly above average player who contributes a lot to this braves offense but Mm -hmm. I don't think he's like gonna have an amazing season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As much as I would love Dansby Swanson to have an MVP season, I don't <laughs> think he's gonna come close. <laughs> I think Twitter would like explode if he had an MVP season. Oh yeah. yeah. For sure. Okay. <laughs> I really like this next question. Um Rosado Nick asks our thoughts on a possible MLB expansion to thirty two teams. I think you should go first, Maddie, because I know you have strong opinions i would love an expansion i would love to see vegas getting a team and i i would like to see maybe portland getting a team i think those two would be yeah good picks and i know you have to think about location so maybe both um i know you mentioned portland would be too much out west but who knows i just i would like an expansion um specifically in vegas the other ones up in the air but and you mentioned vegas and i just wanted to bring up i have cousins who live in vegas and they're like some of those vegas sports fans are like insane i went to a nice yeah. game a few years ago and it was mm-hmm. like a football tailgate outside yeah so i think oh, having a baseball team in vegas would be really really good for yeah. the sport right. a and, lot of mm-hmm. and just getting the knights um on the nhl yeah. side that was really good for the city too and so mm-hmm. I yeah baseball would also really help out vegas not that vegas needs more money anyway <laughs> but i <laughs> no, just think I would... it would be cool to see some more teams yeah i would like the 32 team expansion especially in vegas just because i'm in colorado and like the only stadium out here is cores like it goes from cores to like three teams in california and the Mariners, and there's, like, nothing else in between. So I think it would be yeah. cool to have a team in Vegas just kind of to, like, bridge that gap, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then I think a Nashville team would also be really cool. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, not sure Nashville. how they would work in the two teams to, like, the divisions and stuff, but I'm yeah. not, like, an MLB executive. So I would like I have. I would I like thought- that. <laughs> I haven't thought about the logistics. I just know I would like it, and so that makes my opinion right. <laughs> but I've heard, <laughs> I've heard ideas where MLB would do like an East and West, like they have in the NBA. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking is. for like Nashville and Vegas, because that's more like East West ish. So they could just have like oh, yeah. an extra team on each coast, I guess. Yeah, maybe that would make it easier. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so next question oh. is from at Nerd Trey, and he wants to know, why bucket hats? Because we love bucket hats. <laughs> My question is, why not bucket hats? They look yeah, good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm a big bucket hat person. Um, Honestly, I yeah. didn't think much about them until we kind of made them, like, a joke. <laughs> and then it became <laughs> not a joke. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I posted and shared my bucket hat, and then we were just like, we love bucket hats. I mean, yeah. they look good on, like, every single person. I haven't seen a person look bad in a bucket hat, and they're fun. They're yeah, they're, they're more people. fun than just, like, a regular baseball hat. Exactly. Yeah, like, I people, and people... And they say, well, I don't look good in bucket hats. I'm like, you do. You That's a don't... lie. That's a lie. You're just a liar. Yeah. <laughs> you can't not look good in bucket hats. Like, I'm convinced. Like You just have to be confident. You have to be confident. Yeah, you just have to style it right, and if then you, you're fine. If you take anything out of this podcast tonight, just know, love yourself, love your bucket hat, you look great. Okay. Yes. Yeah, perfect That's message. That's it. All right, um, next question. Okay, his that's like Kevin with like a three in there and then a one, you know, for the E and the I. And he wants us to discuss the mac and cheese question, fork or spoon. Who eats mac and cheese with a spoon? That's what I want to know. Why do you do that? Why do you do that? (laughs) Because, like, my mom makes, like, homemade mac and cheese. And I use, like, a fork for that. But, like, for, like, craft mac and cheese, I use a spoon. Like, you can't use a fork. It doesn't work. I like um, putting the noodles on, like, the prongs of the fork because I'm a child. (laughs) (laughs) I almost always use a fork. Like, that's always my go-to. Yeah, I feel like unless the like cheese sauce is really watery you should use a fork and if it is honestly like you can probably still use a fork i almost always use a fork but my sister uses a spoon and i sometimes yell at her for it but i don't make mine like liquidy if it was liquidy if the cheese was liquidy i would probably use a spoon but i make mine pretty like creamy so i'm just really bad at making the sauce so it's like yeah always too liquidy yeah i'm like i'm fine with the noodles but I cannot make the sauce. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Do you guys do Kraft or Velveeta when you make it just out of a box? I can't stand uh, Velveeta. I have I never had Velveeta. Gross. I hate Velveeta. It's gross. I also have Annie's. What is They're it? Usually Annie's. Annie's. I can't I do the Annie's. Really? My, my mom, that's all she would feed me when I was younger, was Annie's. And I was like, and now I like can't eat it anymore. I've had it too yeah. much. And now like, I love the shells. Yeah. And the shells are good. I kind of like, like um, they need their noodles, like actual noodle ones. The shells are the only ones. I kind of like the microwavable mac and cheese cups that come in cool shapes. The, the I have the ones Star Wars ones. Those are the ones I oh, eat the, the most. Oh, the are cool. They're easier, and I don't have time, and I don't eat a whole back of, box of mac and cheese. So yeah, yeah. All right, so we have how many questions left? We have four questions left, and they're all from the same person. Um, at Belly Seeger. Actually, I think she changed her username. That's like Bellinger Lewis now. Yeah. Bellinger Lewis. Okay, yeah. So, that's not her username anymore. <laughs> but, anyway. Her first question for us is, what is your favorite batting and hitting stat? Okay. Um, I guess I'll go first. For batting, I'm a Fangraphs user over BRAF, so usually I just go with Woba or WRC plus, mm-hmm. and then I think she meant batting or pitching. So 
Yeah, I was, about to, I was about to say, I was about to say, I don't really know what the difference <laughs> is. I don't know if this makes me stupid. No. <laughs> for pitching, um, I don't know. Usually, instead of looking at stats for pitching, I usually look at, like, savant profiles. So, just, like, percentiles and ground ball percentage and stuff like that is what I look at. But mm-hmm. I guess probably Sierra is what I mm-hmm. use to gauge like the most depth or weight i guess those are probably mine yeah um for batting i think i'm gonna do um wrc and then for pitching as i'm like trying to learn more about advanced stats and trying to get more into them i've been looking at like the um baseball savant profiles like avery said so i think those are helpful i like graphs i love looking at graphs yeah, graphs are so fun. That's why and I love so, the Savant profiles. It's right, like my yeah. most visited website. Right. I love and the so, sliders and stuff. Like it's very interesting of, to look at it. Yeah, reading a lot of words and numbers. Numbers just freak me out, but getting to look at it in a graph at least is okay. And yeah. I don't mind it. <laughs> I'm a visual learner, so I like looking at the Savant profiles. like seeing how they compare, you know. Yeah. And I'm also, I really like um, WRC+. Plus. I've kind of always used that just because it's pretty easy for me to understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, also and... war. I feel dumb for not mentioning oh, that. Oh, yeah. But I war mean, for war. I feel, like, both. I feel like war might just be a given, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> just a, that's just a good stat. <laughs> but, all right. Our next question is thoughts on the Astros punishment. Um, What punishment? That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like Alex Cora was kind of thrown under the bus for it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, from what I've heard from players inside the MLB is that it was a player-driven scheme. And mm-hmm. what came out was it was, like, a front office field management-driven scheme. So I don't really know what to believe. Yeah. But I feel like they went about it okay. I mean, I don't see how they could have gotten to the bottom of it without giving player immunity so I'm not like mad Mm -hmm. that they didn't specifically punish players I just wish I could conclusively like trust and believe one thing yeah definitely what you said there's really nothing you can do about it now because it's in the past but there's really no way they couldn't have given the players immunity if they really wanted to know what was going on yeah, yeah. Basically. So I feel like it was like either punishing them and looking good for punishing them and not finding out the whole truth, mm-hmm. or like finding out the truth and people being mad at them for not punishing the players. So I feel like either way, there's a negative, but it is yeah. what it is. It's it's I know. over with. So yeah, it was yeah. just like an inf- an unfortunate thing. But yeah, I know one thing that got under a lot of people's skin is when Manfred. Like when um, it was being discussed, if the Astros should have their title stripped, and pretty much yeah. Manfred basically said it's oh, just a piece of metal. metal. So I think that got under that a lot of people's so skin. <laughs> yeah, like, man, just a piece. I of know, metal. like the Astros played the Red Sox in the ALDS in 2017, and I don't feel like they really stole anything because Chris Sale was terrible, and <laughs> the offense was like only okay. So I'm not really like mad about that really like but i don't know it's just like you said it's an unfortunate thing and i feel like it's a lot more widespread like not necessarily what the astros were doing but stuff like 
what the Red Sox were doing, I definitely yeah. think there is there's no way that other teams in the league weren't doing that or aren't mm-hmm. like currently mm-hmm. doing it. Oh right. Is yeah, this- and I think the main oh, difference sorry. that we have to look at is that of course the Astros won the World Series, so that year when we know they were cheating, so of course there's gonna be a lot more attention on that. So Yeah. And also like there's a difference between what the Red Sox and the Astros were doing because the Astros were, were receiving their signs in real time, like, while they were yeah. at bat. The Red Sox mm-hmm. stuff, like, allegedly only worked if there was a runner on second and if they could, yeah. like, actually decode the signs or not. So it wasn't yeah, even, like, 100%. Like, I feel like yeah. the Astros was close to 100%. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I think all of us that aren't really Astros fans just wish that more could have been done about it. Mm-hmm. But, sure. I mean, I don't know what we can do anymore. You know, it is what it is. Um, that's that, unfortunately. Okay. Right. Right. Next our, question that we have is... Alright, our next favorite. question is who's the favorite player that isn't on your team? Avery, do you want to go first? No, I don't like. I don't have my answer <laughs> yet. So okay. someone else go. Um, I have mine. So mine's Nolan Arenado. Of course. And I told Avery I'd find a way to tie a Kyle Hendricks in here somewhere because her dad <laughs> didn't like it last time. So he did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> here's me mentioning Kyle Hendricks. I found this picture about a week ago of Arenado and Kyle Hendricks. And it lives rent-free in my mind. I think about it constantly. My two favorite 28s on the planet. That's awesome. Oh, so, yeah. Anyway, that's my answer. <laughs> um, I, My favorite player that's not on my team is Zach Greinke. Even though he's on the Astros, it makes me sad. But oh, I, I don't love, like to think of I it. I don't like to think of him as a Houston Astros. He just swears. Yeah. yeah. I literally Grinke. only think of him as like a diamondback or a royal yeah. player like i completely forget all the time that he played for the dodgers and that probably sounds bad but mm-hmm. i don't know that's just what i think of him play for like the brewers and the angels too in between i think yeah play on a bunch of everywhere teams, but... man yeah i've always liked grinky he's one of the guys that i always want to do well that i will always like mm-hmm. support from the side me so, too i was pitching so... is really fun to watch i like yeah. watching videos of it on youtube like his, yeah, like um, game, game seven. He's really fun. I like yeah. watching him pitch. Yeah. Okay. I think probably for mine, it would be Brock Holt just because I love him and mm-hmm. his kids, and they're just all so cute. But also, oh, yeah. I <laughs> really, really like Tyler Glass now. Oh, and that's a good Basically, a good like all of the Rays. I really wish they weren't in the AL East because they're so fun yeah. and I love them. Oh, yeah. are fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we want to move on to our last question? Yes. All right. So our last question. What are some of your favorite jerseys around the league? Oh, I could talk about this. Oh, gosh. I, I love jersey talk. Here's my Thanks. hot take. I hate powder blue. I hate powder blue oh so much. Oh, my gosh. Maddie. I hate it. it. That's I just, my favorite. I look at anything powder, powder blue, blue and I'm just like, that's disgusting. I was but watching the Cardinals game powder. today, and I was like, watching worse. Adam Wainwright pitch in the in the powder blue. It was so good. I love them. Like, I literally tweeted about powder this like two weeks so ago, and that's kind of 
what prompted this yes. segment, <laughs> I guess, that I love powdered blue jerseys, but I also love the Rockies purple jerseys are so yes. Those amazing. are my favorites. Those are my favorites. And the A's Kelly Green. Yes. Those and are... the Padres, which you guys... Ugh, I like terrible. the Padres. Padres terrible. Ones, terrible. But I like you them, had so. You had two, like, really good takes in there. And then... <laughs> it's like, a, you, like, sandwich them in. You started off by saying, oh, I love, I love the powdered blues and then you like had two good ones and then you just topped it off and i was like Ugh. <laughs> I, hate good, I hate the padres i hate the padres i hate the padres mel um was saying they look like team poop uniforms it's <laughs> so gross i love the i love the brown i think they look really yellow, nice or brown and gold colors yeah the, they look good together it the just Buffalo it, wild it wings patch which I know it's not an actual Buffalo Wild Wings patch, but the fact that it looks too much like one, which is just too much for me. No, it's not good. Um, Maddie, are is yours favorite the powder blue too? I love the powder blue. Like I don't think I've ever seen a powder blue uniform that I don't love. Like they're yeah. really pretty. Yeah, I just love the Rangers the new ones. They're so awesome. The Rangers ones are nice. Man, Kate is here. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it's two against one. Yeah, I like we're about like jerseys, the Dodgers obviously have to mention. I don't love the Dodgers, but their uniforms are really clean. Yeah, um, like Avery said, I love the purple Rockies jerseys. Rockies jerseys, yes. and I also these jerseys. I don't know. I've seen people who don't love it. I think they're cool. Like even like the black ones are cool. Yeah, the Rockies in general have such good colors. Yeah, yes. I love the purple. Yeah, and then another one, like Avery said again, the Kelly Green ones from the A's. And then I'm classic. I like the Cubs and their pinstripes. You know, like, it's just good to me. Yeah, the Kelly Green ones are so pretty. Like, I kind of just want to buy an Olsen or Chapman jersey, like, just because Mm -hmm. they're so pretty. Um, I kind of like the Royals jerseys. I think they're just clean, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're like Dodgers-y. Yeah. Yeah. Royals. (laughs) Right. Right. So I'm trying to make sure I'm not leaving any out. Hmm. I, can't, I, think. I can't think of another one. No, I think that's Either. good. Yeah. I think I kind of like the like Red Angels ones. I think those are cool. I like the Red Angels ones. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah. But other than that, I think that wraps <laughs> us up for tonight. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Thank um, you I guys think... again for listening to our second episode. I'm yes. so glad yeah. to know there are people out there listening because this is honestly so much fun to do with all you guys. And I hope yeah. the listeners can enjoy it. Yes. And whenever we um, tweet this and get us and get it up, maybe you guys could tell us your favorite jerseys or not. But I'd appreciate it if you did, because if not, that's going to be embarrassing. I just yeah. Said it. So listen so all please, the way to the end. Please do that. Please do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or else I'm going to look like a fool. But <laughs> no, thank you guys for listening. Um, we really appreciate yeah. it. And we had some really good feedback from our first episode. And that was yeah. really cool. So yeah, so we, we also appreciate send in you guys. Feedback if you have any of it. Because we would yes. love yeah. to know yeah. how we can make this better for you guys. Yeah, yeah, we're improving with every episode. You know, like none of us yeah. have ever done anything like this before. So this is all just a new learning experience. And we're having fun that's what matters but we want to see what we can do and make it fun for you guys so yeah i think that's it so i will be signing off okay 
All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you.